beautiful day for us. Maybe not for you. Yeah, this is gonna be a good one. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Lost in the strip. Episode 108 on the other hand. Shout out to Regina, shout out to George, shout out to Eastwood, shout out to Kifa, shout out to Sassy, Shante, Chef Shante, <laughs> Brandon, if you came this episode on code, who else know me coming? There's a lot of people. Uh, uh, not really James, <laughs> really flawed. We're not going to be live this week, we're going to have to do a pre-recorded. Unfortunately, I have but, an event I have to go to. Oh, look, look at him. So, so you know, you guys going to have to watch it on premiere, but... Everybody else, we will have this up on Monday as usual. By the way, on this song with Nas, we never... Up on Monday? Yes, normally I put it up on the other places, yeah. Oh, okay. By the way, we never talk about... Nas said some wild shit in that song. I mean, <laughs> like gonna take all the black people, take the black people out of jail and send them to Africa. Why would they want the criminals? That's what Europe did. They sent all their criminals to uh, Australia yeah. and America. And America. <laughs> they don't want your criminals, nigga. They're trying and to get they created the, most, the, the richest country on... Earth, supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. So criminals can make shit pop. That's what they call you when you... What do they call Criminals are just people who don't live by the code. They wouldn't make we take chances. Anyway, how y'all doing, man? Uh, <laughs> got a lot to talk about. Not really, but we got some stuff we want to talk about. And hopefully, you enjoy the topics that we have today. If not, this will be a premiere video and you'll be able to... Uh, <laughs> talk, your shit. talk your shit amongst in the comments. Amongst yourselves, so I almost thought you that you can't say this shit to be naked. Anyway, let's get right to it. Some things we're gonna talk about. God damn. All right. Again, another week, unfortunately, of starting with the celebration of life, which means that there was a death. Yep. Jackie O, Wild and Out star, uh, partner, DC Young Fly, dead at 32. Mm. Sad story. Obviously, this is somebody he's been with for a long time. He has multiple kids with her. Um, 
then they had a YouTube channel together, relationship channel together and all that stuff. It's an unfortunate situation. Um, now, obviously when surf like this happened, the first thing people ask is, you know, how? What happened? So they said, this is the alleged part that I, like it's alleged because I don't think they really know at this point, said it was um, surgery or plastic surgery, should I say. It's a shame that we don't love ourselves. They don't love themselves enough. Yeah. So it's one of those natural. things where we see um, we see situations like this where someone passes away and you give your condolences and from a distance because you don't know these people. Yes. But then you, because we don't know them, we're able to say the other stuff, you know, the other hand. Yes. Like? You're going to go get surgery when you have a, I guess they're married, when you have a husband and kids. I thought that was his baby mama. Girlfriend. I don't see girlfriend, baby mama. You know, niggas, they'll, they'll call you anything other than wife at this point. True. So it's one of those situations where with the fact that we thought at least they were so happy. Okay, look at that. It said that she died at 33. What do you mean? Go back. TMZ's reported her dead at 33. When they get guess wrong, they said she's 32. Let's go back real quick. Hold on. Yeah, it says 33 right there. So 33. On the other hand, the conspiracy side, didn't you say that he just got... Deal yeah, with Netflix. Oh, uh, what's the name? Um, Eighty Five South Show has a Netflix special coming out where they do they taking their tour to Netflix. I don't know if it's just for one. So we know that thirty three is once again. But that, that, that was a wrong number. number, huh? She's actually thirty two. They've they did that with uh, what's his name? Who? Come on. Wakanda. What was uh, his Chad name? Bozeman? Chad Bozeman. They said he was forty three, but he was actually forty two. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they say he was 43, but he actually was 42. Yeah. Because why? The number 42, 42 represents. The, yeah. The hero. Significant things. You know, Jackie Robinson, all those Exactly. People. But yeah, you know. It was just funny. They do that, though. He played Jackie Robinson, didn't he? Yeah. James Brown. They they couldn't wait till the 33, so it was 32. Yeah, okay. But R.I.P. <laughs> Damn. That's <laughs> cold. Damn. It ain't cold that they out here sacrificing their significant others, so. I'm, it, it can't I'm be cold about, the way I'm saying it. I'm talking about the part of. You think from the outside looking in that this is a happy person. They're in a family. They're as far as happy as, as happy as you can be in this society with your significant other. To be in but this. But yet she's people, not just talking about her in general, people will be in these type of relationships where they have a husband and kids. And they still feel the need to try and improve themselves, as they'll say. You know, that they, industry requires a sacrifice. I'm talking about the other hand part. And I'm talking about the other hand. So you're part. not even going to indulge in the other side of it? No, because I know what it is. You don't know. You, you really don't. <laughs> like I do you just, know. You're saying I know. You don't know, actually. Nigga, be quiet. <laughs> we we don't know what the hell going on. But anyway, so RP to her and uh, condolences to her family, you know. Next up, the Little Bailey. Mermaid splashes Bailey to 164 million global bow. But there's something fishy overseas as Disney picked. Uh, beset by uh, review bombing. So fake fake reviews, fake well, numbers. When I first saw that, I thought they said it was review bombing as far as negatively. This is this is uh, positively. But I've seen other articles saying that people were review bombing positively. As in, they felt like it was suspicious how many positive reviews, five-star reviews it was getting in certain places. So damn if you do, damn if you don't. So one of the ways they said it's being bombed. They said Disney's uh, live action take on The Little Mermaid is doing swimmingly 
at domestic box office with a three-day opening of $95 million and a four-day projection of $117 million. At one point, that was at 125 to 135 so I guess they it was they dropped it to one eighteen to one twenty five. Yeah, factoring the international box office, uh, bow of sixty eight million that makes it estimated one hundred sixty three million global debut through Sunday. The offshore launch is lower than hoped for coming into the uh, fame. Um, but but uh, it bears nothing. It bears noting that there's something fishy going on in overseas markets with so called review bombing in such areas as France, Korea, Germany, and beyond. While the Rob Marshall directed update has a 95% verified audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, film rating websites overseas, including IMDb in the UK, Brazil, and Mexico, as well as uh, one in France, posted uh, advisories during the rollout when negative user reviews appeared in questionable abundance. So they say the negative reviews are questionable. Yeah. Well, I guess they're saying the, the amount of negative reviews is getting in certain places. It seems racist. Fishy. They said they think that more than likely these aren't real reviews. Obviously, okay, you know. So uh, they did the same thing with a couple other movies, and let's be honest, Creed. Y'all said Creed was fake numbers. <laughs> yeah, they did say Creed was fake numbers. They? I didn't. Oh, you didn't include? Yeah, I don't go against black uh, people. But listen, Peanut Gallery. <laughs> but listen, um, what was the other movie? Um, the other movie they replaced with a black character. Um, Pinocchio. Remember. What's her name? Evro, Evro, how you say her name? She played as the uh, uh, fairy Cynthia godmother. Uh, yeah, Cynthia Evro, how you say her name? Erivo. Erivo. She played the fairy godmother in Pinocchio. And you've had a few black uh, princesses, whatever. No. Jamie Foxx did a redo of uh, Shirley Temple. Oh, Shirley. yeah. Um, not Shirley Temple. It's um, Curly Sue. Cur- no, it was um, The Hard Not Life. No, no, it wasn't that, I don't think. Uh, the little black little girl with the curly hair. They decided to redo it. You know, we know the movie, and they got a lot of negative reviews for that too. So, so um, it's kind of expected when you when you take these characters. And let's be honest, this is on the other hand. <laughs> okay, we could say as if you a person who has a daughter in particular, seeing a black female uh, princess or this person, Little Mermaid, being black, may if she's black, you, she has a white father. It's in the movie or in real life. In the movie. I'm talking about real life. You got a daughter. Are, what? Are they seeing it from real life or are they seeing it from a movie perspective when they go watch it? I mean, you think a kid digests that part Yes, of they it? do. They're five and six or seven years old. They are digesting and, and, and taking in everything. Well, what I'm saying is if you're a father or mother and you're taking your daughter to see this movie, you may feel some level of comfort and happiness to see that on screen, see your daughter smile. But at the same time, Let's be honest. You got to stop wanting to replace these people and replace these people in their movies and their stories. When they grew up, I'm talking about the parents now. They they had a certain expectations for these films. Now they're expected to change those expectations for their kids to allow your kids to see themselves on the screen. Is that they're fair? not replacing the cast entirely. They give you one, two black people, and they're promoting interracial relationships. Yeah, the father is white, and the love interest in the movie is. White, that movie Jamie Foxx was in. He and his daughter were black, but his love interest in the movie was a white woman. Okay. So in these movies, they are they're promoting interracial things in these movies. Yeah, no, I'm saying as a parent, I just want to re- simply replacing the character because that's what they're the, the, the people who are against this movie. That's what they're mad at when you're taking these characters that are historically one thing and you're changing them. 
whether changing them from a male to a female or changing them from a uh, changing their race, sexuality, all type of stuff. Is that fair to people? Is that fair to ask people to automatically accept those things? No, they don't have to. Well, we know they don't have to. I'm saying, is it fair? Should they just get over it or? No, I mean, if 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 they're used to seeing Little Mermaid white, and that's what the expectation is, then for, if that's what it is for them, then yeah, it was a white character. And now all of a sudden you're changing it, and I have, and my kid wants to take it, and now it's turned into a totally different thing for them. That's what I'm saying. Like they feel like their kids. They feel like they're being replaced. There you go. Replacement thing. <laughs> so black people out here saying we're being replaced by tethers. White people saying we're being replaced, replaced by, by Nick. <laughs> Motherfucker. So. Oh shit. All right. Next part of this is a uh, Little Mermaid. To alleged review bombing prompts rating system change in by IMDb. Like this, Netflix did? You know exactly where I was going. This reminds me when Amy Schumer released her special on Netflix. This had to be like 2009, 10 or something. Maybe 11, I don't know. I forgot. When she released her special. When she was at the height of her popularity. And a whole bunch of people went to uh, Netflix. And Netflix used to be able to rate the um, movie or show or whatever one to five stars. So It also gave you a percentage. And it gave you a percentage of people who liked it. And a whole bunch of people started giving it a one star, two stars. So Netflix changed their entire rating system so that people would just Based that off one, of a white woman. That one white woman. They made, have so much power, don't so they? So much. That one white woman made them change, that the one entire, tier. change the entire rating system. So now you see IMDb is doing it for Little Mermaid. So history repeats itself. This time for a different Man, reason. Fuck though. Little Mermaid. Huh? Fuck Little Mermaid. Damn. Don't take your kids to go see that bullshit. <laughs> they didn't make a black family unit in the movie. They well, chose to be, do that? propaganda and put white people as the fucking things in there. So no, don't go watch that bullshit. Should we expect them to put no? Black we shouldn't. Films in their we movies? shouldn't. We shouldn't even want to be a part of that shit. Create your own stuff. But I just not want to be inclusive and let's be original, please. Oh yeah, this is, yeah, this is. But I mean, it's a live. It's the first live action Little Mermaid. Don't know. It is. Ain't Don't it? care. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. I want to get to some scamming. There's been a lot of scamming. Scandals or scamming? Scamming. <laughs> Both. Been, One of the same. It's a scam. It's kind of the same. You're right. DJ Envy and business partner deny scamming real estate clients out of millions. Well, DJ Envy, you're the bigger name, so your name is always going to lead in the articles. Okay. So, are the they last, cousins? Huh? Are they cousins? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we still don't know what DJ Envy is. But a lot of, um, I would say in the last, what, since since the pandemic, really, we've seen a lot of these financial podcasts, financial advisors. Gurus. Gurus, that's a, that's a better word. These real estate moguls pop up and say, you know, I can teach you how to flip a house. I can get you a million in six months, all type of crazy shit. And people fall for it out of the... You gotta remember, during the pandemic, people had a lot of extra money they normally don't have. I mean, we have people getting, people getting unemployment while working. Food stamps twice <laughs> And was month. getting the, uh, the the stimulus, the stimmy check. So that, that were people who had a lot of excess money. And uh, people who didn't know no, know no better decided, you know, I'm going to try to flip it. Let me, instead of, you know, some people went and bought the packs, you know, the weed and all the other stuff. Some people decided to try to go to the stock, the stock market. They try to go to Wall Street. They they decided to invest. And if you never invested before, 
and you try to invest. And it's different when you invest in twenty forty dollars just to see what's just put your get your toe wet versus putting thousands of dollars that you never really have except this year because of circumstances. Now you're trying to invest money you never had into something you never did. Well, the finance these finance guru channels aren't they supposed to be giving insight and teaching on financial literacy and how to invest your money in real estate and other different things? Isn't that what they're for? That's the point. But see, when when money get when people get excess money and it gets easy to get money, scammers pop up. A lot of scam <laughs> scamming becomes the norm all of a sudden. That when people when you see people that don't normally have money get money, people who know they don't normally have money got to find somebody they got to get find a way to get that money away from them which is fun because a lot of these people who are into this new financial guru these black people are former prisoners or felons people who were once criminals all this other stuff and they can't get the get in the rooms with the other races because they ain't paying them no mind so they decide to go to their own people and cheat them out rip them off people who already don't trust this financial system <laughs> so you're making them trust it even less and then there's a stereotype of black people not even trusting black people because they think they scammers. If you're a black person, you got a platform or anything, you start asking for money, people start immediately drawing back. Uh-uh, see, here you go, asking for money. Y'all know you're a scammer. And here you go doing the very thing that black people already put on their own people. Well, black people have a habit of just not wanting to support I don't agree. or invest sometimes. I don't agree. And it could be due to the fact of what this country has done to us and the fact that we don't, some of us don't have the financial whereabout. But yeah, some black people just don't. <laughs> All right, it says here, radio personality DJ Envy has, uh, was forced to come forward after his real estate business partner was accused of scamming people out of millions of dollars. Real estate investor Cesar Pena, known for his collaborations with radio personality DJ Envy, has been accused of scamming his real estate clients. Cesar Pena made his debut in the real estate industry in 2006 in a venture that expanded his reach, he teamed up with DJ Envy from Power 105.1 in 2018 to host a series of educational seminars. And that's the big one, the seminars. Hey, they do these little quick TikToks. Use basic um, uh, uh, words you hear when you, you start uh, paying attention to the stock market. They start using this lingo that most of you ain't heard if they're not into that type of stuff. You think they smart and know what they're talking about. And at the end of the TikTok or the end of the Instagram video, whatever, YouTube video, they say, now, purchase my... <laughs> Purchase my seminar for thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, they make money off the seminars too. Huh? They make money off the seminars too. Plenty of money. They, that's how they get their money. The seminar. That's how they make their money. Doing tours. Exactly. How are you a financial guru doing a tour? Anyway, uh, well, it, they should be paid for their knowledge. Let me say this: I agree. Time is money, and if you have a knowledge that people want and desire, you should charge for it. But at the same time, if you scamming, that ain't no up up to par stuff. You scamming. You know them seminars is bullshit, so they ain't no positivity out of that. Uh, Tri-state region focused on med- uh, mechanics um, of the real estate business. His portfolio extended to the rehabilitation and resale of homes, a venture he has been involved in for over a decade. Now, funny enough, DJ Envy paraded his due around every, uh, really every black platform you could think of, Breakfast Club, Drink Champs. Took him everywhere you can take him to get him to be legitimized in other people's eyes. Um, what do you think about DJ Envy, particularly because he's supposed to be helping black people raise their level of uh, financial literacy. <laughs> so you take him in front of these black people, you stamp him. 
You don't do the background. You don't make sure everything's up and up. You stamp him in front of all these people, and now he's ripping these people off, allegedly. Well, DJ Envy has to be held accountable because he didn't do his due diligence by researching him, uh, gathering information, and making sure that he was legit. I mean, you just can't go into business with somebody and not know for sure their dealings. And you would think this is this is like common knowledge. You know this. You don't just go into business. People. But, and it's the other side of it. Do you also look at the people who are going to him, Caesar, whatever his name is, the people, he, the clients, did they not do their background on him? Because they have the same internet as the rest but of But DJ Envy, who is a known figure, endorsed him. So therefore, but he said they felt research. like it was trustworthy to do. But they'll tell you, still do your own research. That's absolutely true. So is everybody to blame for the situation? Everybody is to blame. Everybody is to be held accountable. Well, how do you hold people accountable who the clients? They already got held accountable. They got robbed. Well, they held accountable by they they damn money gone. <laughs> they That's how they held accountable. The money stop is doing, gone. Do, he stop a, doing he a, dumb shit. He don't got he don't got hopped in the whip and gone. I mean, he owns social media saying stuff like this. But we can hold him accountable by taking his ass to court and getting our damn money back. He said stuff like this. He said, I was not going to address this on social media because this platform is used to tear people down. You know when people always get caught doing something, something they know is wrong, they always say <laughs> All oh, this negativity. I don't like this negativity. Oh, you don't like the negativity when it's on your negativity ass. Negativity or truth. Exactly. Negativity becomes truth when it's on their ass. Uh, down, I've always wanted to use my platform to inspire. However, the fact that I've been dragged on lives and posts um, doesn't bother me at all because I know who I am and who I'm not. The thing that bothers me is my wife, the mother of my child, is being verbally attacked. The bigger issue here is that my is my business partner and friend, DJ Envy, is being brought into something he has nothing to do with. He has never given any money to do any uh, real estate deal uh, deals with me. No, has he been party to any deals, negotiations, no partnerships that I have had with investors that have invested in real estate with me, him, his family, or nor his reputation should have pull, should be pulled into the uh, dealings he was never involved in. Does this sound like guilty? Yeah, I did it, but don't bring DJ Envy into it. Yeah, he's trying to establish that relationship with DJ Envy. I don't and... think. No, I think he he simply got a memo, a message, or something like get. Let it be known that I ain't had nothing to do with this. It's all, it's also damages their relationship because now, in public at least, DJ Envy has to distance himself from him. I'm glad you said publicly because more than likely behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes, they them niggas probably both are scamming. Uh, I do feel like you, you're saying Caesar's guilty before hearing his side of the, the, the coin, which I think is kind of crazy. I mean, anybody can say anything they want, man. I just seen today that I owe people money. I just seen all types of shit. But the thing is, I think you should have that man on here to have a conversation and give his side of the story. There's two sides of the story. Well, it's actually three sides of the story, right? His side, his side, and then what's the truth? And I think before somebody starts saying that somebody owes somebody money or somebody doing something wrong and making an accusing and an accusation, I think you need to have him on there and, and, and clear his own name up. Well, well I, think, I think that's fair, but I also... And I tried, to, talk, like, I tried like, to call you today with him on the phone, and you said you were, you were clearly busy. So he's not but you know, you know more, don't, don't try to flip the narrative on me because did that's I, did, bullshit. And then did I, 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 did really, I not call you? I'm going to really swing it because like, I've been being nice and I've been trying to... You don't, have to, you don't have to be nice. Did I not call you this morning? But you know you bullshitting too, right? I'm a bullshit. Because the fact the fact of the matter is that you know that Caesar's been doing bad business and you just right now really trying to distance yourself because you don't want to be implicated with it. You know that he's been fucking people over. He fucked you over. He owes you money. You told me last night he owes you money. 
Like, this ain't me making up shit. This ain't me just coming out and attacking anybody. This is real people. And no, this, 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 it's like, even like your man, the credit dude, that was a part of y'all, y'all whole situation, bro. He, he, he's out of 150,000. And Nick was already talking about committing suicide. Oh. See, see, you, you, you can't play me like I'm the nigga that's just clout chasing the door. Some bullshit. I'm really but, talking about people. Credit dude called me talking about he's in fear of his life. Like, he like, yo, I'm in fear of my life. And these niggas took my money. I got, I got seven or eight DMs of people that's four or five hundred thousand dollars. Bro, last night on the phone, you told me, yo, this nigga owe me over half a million. Don't do me now. You're going to try to get online and make me look like shit because then I'm going to come back with it. I'm going to come you, back you, with see, this, And this is the thing. You could come back with whatever you want. I'm going to come back with the I just got on the phone with credit. credit you know, you try, you try I just got on the phone with credit. And you said it's making things up. I just got off the phone with him. So obviously, you are clout chasing because the main thing that you did was fuck up is you added my name. See, this is the problem. You try to be nice and not try to bring things to the internet, and then try DJ like, Envy's trying to, try to pull your card. Yeah, trying try to make it seem like, nigga, go. we just had a conversation and you said he owe you money. <laughs> like this ain't no fake shit. Like, this, this is me just lying. I'm not just doing this. I'm not just doing no, this on, because on. we're online. Now, I, I've watched Tony Nicole's content some. Not all of. It. I know of him. I know he was on the Mean Dog Worker Game uh, podcast. I don't think he was an True. official or part of it, but he was there consistently for a little while. He had a falling out with them. He felt like he was done wrong, whatever. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he does interviews and stuff. Did you do the little, did you sad just do the sad violin? <laughs> so some people would look at this and say, oh, you you, you was happy you get to get that, this opportunity. Yeah, you was, you was very happy to get this opportunity to say something that you knew would garner, you Attention. know, getting the algorithm, as they say. So it is what it is. But, I mean, he's right. I mean, if you knew the stuff he was doing, you know what? Business deals you had going on behind the deal, behind the scenes that wasn't working out. Bless you. Now, how the hell are you so? You act like you gotta get this man on here and tell his side of the story, nigga. I'm I'm bringing you up here to tell your side. He owe you money. (laughs) There's no side to tell. You a victim. He made you a victim. (laughs) Come on, bro. And that's what you did. You added my name. Before that, you know he owe you money. I did the real thing, and I came on here and spoke to you like a man. I didn't talk behind your back, and that's what real niggas do. When we have a conversation or disagreement, we have a conversation. All that other shit is out the window, and I'm trying to get Caesar on the phone because I called you earlier, and I tried to get him on the phone with you. I didn't try to call you earlier when you said, "Yo, call me back in 30 minutes." And when you call me back, I tried to call. Didn't you talk to me since then? And didn't I try to call him with you on the phone? I, did I try to call but don't him like phone? Phone yes call. Yes or no. Did don't I try to call him phone call, my nigga? You full of yes, shit. Yes or, yes or I no. thought did you, you was a real nigga, nigga but obviously you full of shit. I tried to be a real nigga and talk to you. Did you just you you like all right, I think we've heard their argument on that. You're a real beige. Uh, I did see that. Beige rage going on in the end. DJ Envy did say that the deal he did with Caesar, that called that he's still missing the 500 thousand or the half a million that's not that's the first time he's ever been in the red dealing with him every other time he got his you know he never had sometimes a problem business go bad back. and sometimes things happen and well that's another part of it. on the other hand sometimes investment is lost even in even in real estate sometimes you put money into real estate and it immediately you lose it very quick stuff falls through so i mean so you sometimes you lose so even though we can't really use that even, line, even when you're like flipping houses yeah. You have set a certain amount of money. You purchased a house and you've set a goal. Like if you go into buying a house, it's called, a, I think it's blind. You buy a house, you uh, you don't get to see it inside. You go to, a, a, what's it called? What? Auction. Yeah, auction. And you buy the house. house and you don't get to see it. 
you don't know what the fuck you gonna do when you, you might go get to a total house. Raggedy it house may just you be might get a like nice a total piece of shit. Huh? You have to just do re- do everything. Yeah, and you may be in a red by the end. You gotta re- gotta um, uh, fix up the house and all this other stuff because it's called yeah. curb appeal and all the other stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. But that's just, so then the next house you got, next house you get, you got to make up on that investment that you lost. And then that's that's kind of the whole business of flipping houses. That's kind of the thing. You know, there's gonna be some instances where you're just not gonna be able especially to make when you do the auction houses. Now, when you go there and you actually see it, and you yeah. get to walk through and do a walk yeah. through and see Maybe everything, then you have a more of a. But those typically more expensive. So true. All right, now these are the people that he's affiliated with. Fifty Cent is when he's he considered that one of his partners. As well as uh, Corey Liggett, uh, Kenny Britt, Khalil Mack, NFL player, very good, great NFL player. Once again, you're bringing these people, talking about DJ Envy, because he considers himself, he says he's black. You're bringing these people like this to your community to call yourself helping them. And this might be what it ends in. Now they trust you even less. You Your reputation is destroyed. Investment, real estate, and all that stuff. People who were into that and got burnt, they never gonna want to do that again. And they're gonna tell other people, don't even bother getting involved in it. It's all bullshit. It's scamming. Or they learn to do more research. <laughs> that's probably, hopefully, that's the biggest thing they learn. But um, speaking of this opinion, when dude, you fall off the horse, you don't just abandon it. You get back on it and you try to. No, some people get the hell out of there. <laughs> some people get the hell out of there. Get out of here with the positive shit. I'm a human. I don't need to ride no horse. I can get in the car. Yeah, fuck that. But anyway. All right. USA versus Pena. This is him. He went to prison for scamming. I think that's, we should show this first. He went to prison for scamming. Well, you know, you're building a case, and then in the end is the verdict. So it's looking like he's guilty. What do you think happens with um, What do you think happens with DJ Envy? You think this just blows over? I think it just blows light? over. You don't think he'll get no pressure? Also, uh, we said was the whole Rick Ross Going back and forth, oh, car yeah. show thing about trying to cover this, you know, up, like what the Clintons do. Yeah, we learned this in the politic game. When you got a big story coming down the line, to step on it, you release a little story, something negative about yourself that won't last too long. You purposely release a little, a little tiny story, or do something to get some attention over here to hide your hand over here. So, did he know that this thing was coming down on his front, on his partner? I believe he did, and he decided to. Do some other stuff to try to garner some attention and get it out of the way. And then at some point it came to a head and he just couldn't hide it anymore. Too many people were saying online, I'm, I got scammed. I got ripped off. My money gone. I haven't talked to the dude in, in so long. I try to call. So there's no the way phone. he's not going to get attention. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Talking about these scammers. Although we do got some other scammers to talk about later, though. But hold on. More on this R. Kelly story. Yeah, I know. Federal prosecutors moved to seize R. Kelly funds held by Sony Music and UMPG. In new filings, the Fed asked a judge to order the two companies to hand over money to help pay Kelly victims. Didn't they say at one point that they said, they said, allegedly, that R. Kelly was owed like a billion dollars for his catalog? Not quite sure on the number, but they did say that he was owed a, a significant amount of money. Not sure on the amount. So this is kind of saying that, verifying that, right? If you're yeah. asking this company to give him some money to pay the victim, I mean, you're saying they pay you, you have back, money that belongs to him. They pay you back in death or prison. <laughs> he wasn't gonna. He's not gonna get a dollar. <laughs> That's what they do. This is crazy. So this kind of says it's true. It says federal prosecutors are non formally moving. 
to seize R. Kelly's money held uh, by Sony Music and Universal Music Publishing Group, saying it will be used to pay victims and fulfill outstanding fines. We're not going to give you the money. Exactly. Two years after the one, the jury verdict convicting the disgraced singer of sex trafficking and racketeering, prosecutors in Brooklyn have asked a federal judge for so-called wits and garnishment against the label and publisher. Court orders that would compel the two companies to hand over funds tied to Kelly. Sony Music and UMPG are believed to be in possession of property belonging to Kelly that would be used to pay down the 500000 that he currently owes in victim restitutions and criminal fines, the feds argue. It's unclear how much Kelly funds each company currently holds. A court um, ruling in March disclosed that Kelly royalty account with Sony held $1.5 million as of 2020. So he's saying the royalties, he got about $1.5 million. I think it's a lot more. <laughs> I think it's a lot more they owe him. But you get the point. Uh, you still think he's going to get out? I do. You, really? I still think he's going to get out. I think that ship is I sailed. could be totally wrong, but I do think he's going to be he's going to be released. Uh, we shall see. Over the hell. I'm sure there's a lot of people that thought OJ would never see the day of light. Yeah. That, well, no. People knew he was getting out. He had a set time, number, you know. But then he got brought up. Then there was some. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. All right. Let's move on. But I knew Cosby wasn't going to be in there for. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Everson residents weigh in on slow moving reparations. Uh oh. Reparation talk. <laughs> Every damn week. Yes, yes. <laughs> Every damn week. All right, so we talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe months ago at this point. Uh, Chicago and uh, Illinois, there's a uh, Everson, Illinois. They uh, passed reparations uh, locally, and they did it through real estate, home home ownership, should I say. And they said that they were going to do this for the residents of this place, but so far it hasn't really worked out. It's moved kind of slow. Only a handful of people has actually gotten through on this and actually got what they were supposed to get using that a lot it says uh despite obstacles Ev- uh evanston officials said the city's reparation program is moving forward through some uh though some residents say it's not fast enough anthony swoop <laughs> uh was one of the many who gave a testimonial at the evanston reparation committee um, um meeting on thursday the evanston uh residents shared how he convinced his wife eleanor to apply unfortunately he was one of several approved applicants who died before receiving benefits. So multiple people who apply passed away long before well, before they had a chance to actually get what they were supposed to. How do you, how do you, and why would you apply? They have your ethnic uh, race on there. So why would you have to apply? It should be already known that you're. I guess you have to go apply to, to confirm it, I guess. To make sure you fit the Are they trying uh, to make sure that you've been living in, in Evanston, Illinois? For a certain period of time, I would or is so. this just based on slavery lineage? I, I think it's based off of you living in the actual place. Okay. Well, they should have those records. So the issue is another. Of the, uh, the issue is another that the city's groundbreaking reparations plan is facing. Yet Swoop says he is helpful. I'm exceedingly full of joy to see that there are people who are recognizing people of color. He act, He said, recognizing people of co- okay people of color. <laughs> So just like they go around and try to rally, uh, round up these black people to go vote Democrat, yeah, are they going around and rounding up these people to go down there and make and sure register. that they get their reparations? I would imagine so. I would hope so. I don't think they are. <laughs> 16 people were selected for the first round of benefits, but hundreds 16. of others continue to wait, leaving some residents frustrated. You spend a lot of time on dining, um, dinners, uh, uh, state tactics, 
showboating, canceling meetings and time with the media instead of what's really important, which is getting the two the twenty five thousand to people in their seventies, eighties, and nineties and plus. Said Everston, uh, Everston residents Tina Haddon. Uh, local Bennett Johnson added, "If we did, if we do it right, it would be an example to the entire country." The effort led by former council member Robin Ruth Simmons so, switched gears earlier this year. Well, if they pass away and they have uh, children, children or grandchildren, it should be passed on to them. That's think, how that works. I would imagine it is. I would doubt they would do it any other way, right? You'd be surprised in Evanston. By the way, I'm going to show the people who's uh who's in the front of the committee. I'm going to show their faces here. This is uh let me get the names first. You see here it says um come on okay here we go. It says that the reparation committee include Fifth Ward Council Member Bobby Burns, Second Ward Council Member Chrissy Harris, uh, Chair uh, Eighth Ward Council Member Devon Reed, and residents Bonnie. Lockhart, Claire McFarland, Barber, Robin Rue Simmons, and Carl, uh, is it Carla Sutton? I think that's what it is. And they all, most of them, at least, are for, that I found. I think the of, ones they're not showing ain't black. <laughs> you think so? The residents? I think they're I think they black, too. Okay. So what would you saying about this? Of course, it's moving slow. Because why, Travis? Oh, if they're residents, they have to be black. Yeah, they have. Mm. Why is it moving slow? Um, we could have people scamming and pocketing the money. <laughs> well, is it money? Or I think it's real estate and stuff. Home ownership is what they're pushing. So but they don't get money? I think he's saying some of them will get 25K. I think the older people, I guess. But I also saw one that said they're getting home ownership. Uh, so it's home ownership and $25,000. No, I don't think everyone is getting the 25K. So you, you're giving me a home that I don't ever have to pay a mortgage on or did you uh, taxes? What's the point of giving me the home and I still have to pay taxes and other shit for... Wait, are you one of those people that think that if reparations happen that you should not want land? Yeah, you should want land, but you have to pay taxes on this stuff. So is it is this being awarded to me and I don't have to pay taxes? I would imagine... I don't know about this situation, but I'm saying in general, if they give you land, I would imagine it's going to be tax-free. You would imagine. It's gonna be, if you have no money, but I give you land, you got to make it tax-free. It's kind of like... That's our thought process, but we don't know how everybody else's thought process works. That's true. We know that show uh, Home Makeover. They oh, made yeah. over the home, but you still have to pay bills. They, and shit. <laughs> they give you these big uh, expenses. Six, seven, eight bedroom houses, two baths, three, four bathrooms, and you still got to pay for this electric bill. Yeah. This shit is expensive. So, what was the point? <laughs> people shit, sell build a shack. Most people who own that show, I think they said they sold their houses not too long after just to get the money. Yeah. Give them a double wide or. Lord have mercy. Something realistic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me go to the next part of the story. Uh, hold on, y'all. All right, right we go straight here. Then. Questions of reparation raises skepticism and hope um, among black LA residents. Now, if you look at this picture, when I saw this, I was confused. We, I wasn't at all. It's Jamaican. <laughs> They're Jamaican descendants. So, the Los Angeles Times did an interview or did a a piece where they interviewed and talked to a local business owners who are Jamaican immigrants about reparations for local black people. Why would they have a conversation about that? That has nothing to do with them. Well, let's see. Carol, uh, Carolyn Peters, growing up during a time when Compton was mostly white middle class suburb, and she was part of her generation's vanguard 
as one of the first black students to integrate into the city's Roosevelt Middle School. Their reception was cold and often cruel. There were teachers that had problems with black children, um, with black children there, and we, and, uh, and we met resistance not only from other children but from their parents, Peter said, recalling that era almost 60 years ago. Teachers insisted that black students use uh, salutations like sir or ma'am, but allowed white students to reply with their questions with a simple yes or no. In Peter's opinion, educators appear to prefer working with white children. He spent 38 years in a teaching, uh, 38 years as a teacher trying to rectify that. But I mean, on the other hand of that, <laughs> wouldn't you as a black person also prefer to teach black kids? And why are we so surprised when other people have prefer pre- give prefer- preferential treatment to their people? Because we're the only people. Well, some of us, the only people that don't see color. Like if you if you know as a black person, and maybe she's not this way, and you in a classroom and you got uh, two three black kids and the rest of them are not black, you probably naturally going to give a little bit more attention you to the black think students. So, but that's not always the case. I, I know it's not. So why are you surprised when white, Hispanic, Asian teachers want to give a little bit more to their race of children? Because we don't natural. have that love for one another. That's why. Yeah. It's like we're surprised when people actually stick with their Like own. being around their own people. <laughs> that, interacting big, with them. That's a bigger part. Dating them. Your parents took you to an area to make you go to school around kids that didn't want you there. And you got picked on, teased, and it probably destroyed some of their self-esteem and all type of stuff and led to trauma later in life. When you could have just stayed where your ass was in the black neighborhood, learned from black teachers, and went on about your life. But, you know. In town, black women have to, uh, have to wear dresses and face uh, or face persecution. Peters remembers when she and her peers were not allowed to sit anywhere but upstairs while watching movies in the Compton Theater. Well, you're supposed to wear dresses. Uh, yeah, kinda, you're not uh, supposed to be wearing jeans yeah, it, and pants. So, so the current task force, uh, the group's final report, they're talking about the Los Angeles uh, Reparations Committee. It says the group's final report due um, to the state legislature by July 1st will act as a guide for lawmakers and Governor Gavin Newsom, who will determine if the harms of slavery and lasting discriminations are worth worthy of reparations. The current task force report offers reparations only to Californians who are descendants of enslaved Americans and calculates their monetary losses in three categories of community, uh, community harms, health disparities, African-American mass incarceration or over policing and housing discrimination. And while the prospect of reparations has been a subject of much public discourse, the process is only vaguely understood in many of the communities that stand to benefit most. Um, I want to drop down on this because they pointed out the uh, ethnicity of the people in this article at some point. It says a nearby her family, this is the people they're interviewing nearby her family restaurant, uh, a key bamboo Jamaican cuisine and Lamert park, Melissa Beckford echoed the wish for black residents to build a foundation for a better future. Even though reparations are off limits for Beckford's family because her parents immigrated here from Jamaica in their teens. They realized their dream of owning a restaurant, but their path to succeed wasn't easy. Beckford busy housing tables, uh, busting housing tables and uh, taking orders at the Lamert Park storefront in this week was surprised to learn that her family would not qualify for reparations under the recommendation uh, for four, uh, put forth by California's task force. The state will only compensate Californians who could directly trace their lineage to slavery in the United States or use those ancestors immigrated before 1900. The decision excludes families like Beckford's, but the task force thought the plan backed by genealogy instead of just race had a best chance 
uh, to be upheld in case of legal challenge. Some of the t- uh, task force uh, argued that reparations should include all black people who suffer from systemic, systemic racism, but their proposal lost by one vote. To Beckford, the outcome represents opportunities missed. If reparations are a way to repair the brokenness of local communities, they ought to go to all who have suffered and not yet recovered from generations of discrimination, she insisted. If it's so important for someone to be on the same level in the name of equality, which is something that this nation talks about, Beckford said, they should want us all to be on the same footing. You done? First of all, you're not guilt guilt tripping us into thinking that they are they're supposed to get reparations because that's what that is. That's a guilt trip piece article. Uh, secondly, nobody told y'all asses to come to America. You could have stayed in Jamaica, for and then you have a store, you have a, a restaurant, you have a most black people don't have no damn uh, food restaurant. On the other hand, they probably saying, "Well, we was able to defeat." So how were you able to defeat that? We was able to get around the discrimination we faced, the same as y'all, and we was able to get a restaurant. That don't mean that we didn't go through it. Well, you chose to come here and go through it. You could have stayed in your own country. That's that's really insane to me. You choose to leave a place, go into a place that you know discriminates against black people, and then you expect to get some type of uh, compensation for what you've gone through when you could have just stayed in your country. Why come here and suffer? Well, you can stay in your country and suffer and suffer <laughs> be around your people and suffer uh, it's true to it it's true i agree it is kind of strange to come to a foreign country and, de- and demand something of it and then you came here because that's in that they you know what they like to say black americans are entitled no they're entitled <laughs> entitlement <laughs> i would i wouldn't go to a fucking country and then knowing what that, that country is about and then expect to get some sort of uh, compensation for what I've gone through when I could have just stayed where I was. I you can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> you want to come to the quote unquote greatest country in the world, but also want to get recognized as it being racist. And, and get then secondly, from America is not for uh, equality. No. They don't want to see you up. Black people are asking for uh, equality. The only ones asking for it, honestly. <laughs> everybody else asking for so stuff. So don't say there. that you, you we, they want to give opportunities and to uplift everybody then we might as well give it to Hispanics. They already And do. everybody else, they feel like they're at the bottom too. <laughs> they feel like they've been discriminated against. Yeah. It's true. It's it for black Americans. The gall, the unmitigated gall <laughs> to, to, to be like, we should get it too. That's, but you know, it is what it is. Next story. Tragedy. Um, Ex-NFL wide receiver Travis Rudolph's ex-girlfriend, Dominique Jones, Question about shooting up his shit text on the stand. So former NFL player Travis Rudolph was in a in a what they call it now a situation of shit. A volatile. No, what's that? What's that? Um, entanglement. <laughs> is that what it's called? What Jada Pickett call it? An entanglement is when you're married and you're dealing with somebody on the side. Well, that, that's what they were doing then. But he they weren't an item. They weren't a couple. But they were fooling around. So friends with benefits. Yeah, something like that. Okay. She said she never even told him she was married because he didn't ask, according to her. So you got to ask to get that information, apparently. But anyway. So she was married. She was married. Or is, I think. So what happened is. And how long she, were they together for? I don't know. She found out that allegedly he was messing around with another woman. And, you know, whatever. Found out he was, quote, unquote, cheating. I don't know how you cheating and you married. How am I cheating on you? You married. She then punched him. He got her away from him. 
she then texted her brother to come shoot him and do all the other stuff. The brother responded with a text saying he's a dead man walking and all his other stuff. Left the house, came to his house. They had two firearms on him. It was four of them. They got him out there. They stole off on his brother. Then they started getting in a tussle. He ran in the house, got his gun, came outside, chased one of them down and shot him. And he's dead. So who should be held accountable? In this situation? In this situation. Look, man, I'm going to say this. You have to be careful. You know what we say? We just said earlier. So vet did, people. did he not know that she was married? He didn't know. She, she said on the stand, he didn't know I was married. So when told. we meet people, we don't go and research them. And hold on, I don't think if I meet somebody on the, I shouldn't have to go see if they married on. Like I should just, you should tell me something like that. Like damn, these I gotta are go questions look up that you married? have to ask. We can't okay, be naive. Okay, I see what you're saying. You said go look it up. Now if you said ask them, if they say if she say no, what happens? I was to still go digging her. Yes, I'm digging. I'm being nosy. Well, you're being a person who's thorough. That's a good thing. But some most people ain't walking around like that. Yeah, most people not walking around like that because they just trying to get the draws. <laughs> but they don't realize that with GTD, those draws, get the draws comes shootouts and beating and stabbed. Beating and stabbed every damn week. But listen, it's a lot of people dead or in jail. We said you hear the old head said all the time. It's a lot of people dead or in jail because they ran off on a dummy mission because somebody they love, a woman they love, told them somebody else did something. Whether it be, let's be real. It's some sisters, it's some mamas, it's some it's some cousins, hell, it's some it's some wives and girlfriends. There's a story. Remember that story down in Florida, and this wasn't her fault. I'm not blaming the woman in this situation, but the woman got into it with a guy over a parking space. Her her boyfriend and husband's in the store. She get into it with a dude outside, talking loud, getting loud with a dude over a parking spot. He come outside, he see his woman being very agitated. This dude, so he step in like, what's going on? He get into it with a dude. Do probably gonna shoot him. That wasn't necessarily her fault, but at some point you have to realize the that you can lead to someone that you love yeah. putting them in a situation Especially, that is gonna be a life or death situation. And I won't even go as far as to say that's just a woman thing. But there are brothers who do that to their own However, brothers. However, in the Bible it says you're supposed to be willing to, to die, die for your wife. For your I wife. agree. I agree. But as a wife, you gotta make sure that, that that time you choose to make that decision is warranted. I mean, I don't, I, people just argue and just over a parking spot, just do just stupid shit over dumb stuff. Just sometimes <laughs> it's just best to avoid situations, but you have lazy ass people out here. They don't want to walk. <laughs> That's why they big. Are you calling them big, big legs, big arms, big bodies, big necks. <laughs> All right. Let me see. If y'all did more walking, would be less obesity going on around here. Dominique Jones, the ex-girlfriend of former NFL wide receiver Travis Rudolph took the stand in Rudolph's murder trial last week. The footage from the courtroom is going viral. Jones was cross-examined for hours on the second day of the testimony, whose defense attorney, uh, Heidi Perlette, asked Jones to clarify a text message to her brother. Now I'm going to show the videos here that they're talking about. This woman, first off, when you see these videos, I'm sure you already saw them. This woman is clearly um, unstable. She, you, She's selfish as hell. She has no sympathy whatsoever on the situation. <laughs> She's defending her actions constantly. Like it's crazy. Let me just. No accountability. None of that either. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. Hitty up, hitty up, hitty up, hitty up. All right. Now it's loading up now. <clears throat> when I first saw her name, I ain't gonna lie, when I look at her, I don't I didn't know if she was. 
Black American. Oh, now because she's a psycho, we don't know if she's black American. No, I just said black. I didn't say what ethnicity, but okay. you know, that can count too. All right, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he never raised a hand and touched you, did he not? Yeah, he was raising his hand the whole time, like grabbing me, pushing me back. Yeah, the whole time. Okay, so he was, did he punch you? No, he didn't punch me. Did he slap you? No, he didn't slap me. Did he pick up any objects and hit you over the head with them? No. So, uh All right, so I'm going to play this next part. She said he didn't Why hit her. Why do you want to smash his car window? I, like I said, it wasn't intentional. I was just throwing things because I was upset. And you, when you were throwing things, you were also screaming things at him, like you were going to send your brother Keyshawn over to kill him, right? Never, ever, ever said the word kill at all. Okay, so... Four men showed up at his front door. And you told both of them that Travis had picked you up and slammed you to the ground, right? Yes. And that he had disrespected you. Yes. And you also sent a text message to Keyshawn uh, at roughly 945 that Travis dropped you to the ground. Do you remember that? Yep. And in response to that text message, Keyshawn sent a group text message to you and Tyler Robinson that Travis is a dead man walking. Is that correct? Yes. And that's the message that you deleted from your phone, right? No, I deleted the shoot his shit up message. And you also deleted the dead man walking message. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't remember if I did or not. So you really weren't making a living as a real estate agent, right? Um, no, but I do have a mom and she's a medical assistant, so. Okay. And you were living with your mom, sure. right? You had a conversation with a man about marriage and you're still married to Andre Chisang. Is that correct? Correct. So you lied to Travis. You misled him. Did you not? Travis never asked me if I was married. Good Lord have mercy. See, this Travis would have asked. <laughs> Are you married? Do you have kids? What they say, when you meet people for the first time, ask them why they're there. Why are it's you a, in my presence? When you, first go, when you first meet somebody and go on, it's an interview. It, where you're interviewing me and I'm interviewing it's you. It's not really an interview. To see if we are, uh, if we fit the position. I'll say I wouldn't call it an interview. It's, it's an interview. That's not entertaining when you're having an interview with somebody you're trying to you're dating. But it's definitely Interviews a conversation. It's definitely a conversation that we're learning about each other. <laughs> not an interview. It's a fucking interview. <laughs> now, how you, uh, if you, if you know how to, you know, make it entertaining, really it don't friend. seem like that's what it is. But it's definitely an interview. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's no. She has no uh, sympathy whatsoever. Sympathy. She don't care. Nothing. No compassion. She's just looking at it like it happened. I didn't tell him. She said in one of another videos, she was like, I didn't tell her to go. Tell them to go shoot him. They didn't have a gun when they left my house. And it's just like, damn, like, you don't think your actions led to anything? Just all right. <laughs> watch us watch yourself out there, bro. <laughs> all right, this next video I'm gonna show is a uh, 80 year old black man, uh Merck's 30 year old Latino Merck's <laughs> that called his black neighbor the N-word in an aggressive manner. This is my side of this my side of LA I was raised in. Black folks, especially older black men, ain't letting a black woman get assaulted in their presence. And I want to oh, say finally California Negroes standing up. I don't know if it's LA, LA or LA Louisiana. Cause they don't say LA capitalized. I don't know. Oh, that's Louisiana. You think yeah, I think so. But anyway, yeah. 
you know how people you hear people say this dumb shit where they say i'm not my ancestors as in they're trying to they're trying to say that they're not belittle as, uh, them make it seem like they would just kiss asses and, and they just soft pansies they just soft and just let shit they happen just to took them. things and you could you get mad at them not putting you in a movie you know the stuff they had to deal with back then you mad they're not putting you in a movie you mad you're not getting representation bitching generation exactly but you talking about your ancestors you're not them they had to deal with and i'm not saying there's not no real stuff going on nowadays obviously there's a lot but they had to deal with stuff not subtle in your face every day like being called a nigga in an aggressive manner was just a norm yeah it was just like and it's one of those situations when we talk about and this is on the other hand when we talk about the police situation and nowadays and we say just get home let your ego go let your pride go and just get home well and they can apply to that a situation about those four dudes coming to his house yeah and they did pride they did leave and run and walk away and you so you think chose so I, to pursue them. I see what you're saying. You're saying when they ran, it should have been done. But they also had weapons. And it's one of the situations where they can run now and then come back. And come back. So he was trying to eliminate the target. Me. Okay. I can see that argument. I'm just saying. But when we talk about situations with police officers and how you see the situation where you've got to deal with an asshole cop who's doing too much and you you don't want to have to kiss ass just to go home. I get it. But go home. Just go home. That's what they had to do back then. They were certain they had to pick their fights. Is it worth it right now? This dude just said some crazy battles. Is that should should I put my hands on this dude? I know what I'm gonna do to him, or should I just go on about my day? Go on about your day. Is that weakness? Is that softness? Is that yes, coward? I see that as weakness and being soft. But yeah, let me show this video. All right, I'm glad I can see it over there too. I ain't got to. An altercation caught on video between an 80-year-old black man who can be seen holding a gun and a 30-year-old Hispanic man escalates into a deadly shooting. Oh, that's the black and brown, ain't it? <laughs> black and brown. Shooting. Many witnessed the incident. He was coming from the same direction, so I don't know. I'm assuming it's some road rage type thing or something. Witnesses say for some unknown reason, the Latino man started screaming at the older woman extremely loudly. I was like, what? Just get back in your car. Why are you getting out of your car? She's like, I live right here. They say moments later, her neighbor emerged in his robe holding a gun. And I think my neighbor heard the same thing and responded and came out to protect the person that he knows. Witnesses tell us the younger man became very aggressive towards the older man with the gun. Guy just turned up, kept the aggression going. You ain't gonna do nothing with that and F you and N word this and that. They say that's when the older man shot the younger guy. Officers were able to take that suspect into custody and begin rendering aid to the individual that had been shot. The LAPD says at this point, their investigation shows as the verbal dispute escalated, the 80 year old produced a firearm and shot the 30 year old victim one time who was later pronounced deceased. He was scared for his life. He's 80. Is this 30 year old he was talking? scared for his life and he was being a vigilante for his this. community. And this, and this is a whole nother level of discernment. As if you're 30 year old and you got an 80 year old dude in front of you and you're talking crazy and he ain't backing down, you should probably like, like those old white, like those white people that the neighbor had the gun. Yeah. And they went out there in the yard and he popped their ass. You're talking about the, the snow thing? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a crazy, that was crazy story. They were but arguing. Yeah. He's 80 years old. He's like, I don't live my life. What do, what do I have to lose? I don't think it's that. I think it's more so maybe from his era. Just a little. Or he's fed up with the bullshit. And he got that thing on him. 
So when well, you know people say when you got that thing on you, that kablua. But I, I think he was he feared for his life personally. Oh, we gonna oh, we gonna ride with that hundred percent. He's eighty years old. Yeah, he's thirty he's year old. Got young. a bad hip. Yeah. They not bucks. What would we call Hispanics? Steeds, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he feared for his life. Donkeys, I don't know. Why is donkeys associated with Mexico, by the way? Remember that? You know that? You know what the Hebrew is like, going to say. <laughs> All right, let's move on. And back here live, as we look around, we can see a lot more family and friends of the man who is deceased. They are arriving here to get some answers. They're talking to a lot of detectives as we speak. It's a little bit hard to see them because there's a... All right, we need to hear what we got to say. All right, we got it. So, you know... Short, de- refrigerated people out there. <laughs> was he defending the black woman right there? He was. Did he do what he was supposed to do? He defending, challenged her, defending verbally that black assaulted queen. her, called her a racial slur, and he got put down. Well, he did, I don't think. But. And you know, the, he's 80 years old, so he does come from that time of Jim Crow. Oh, yeah. So they might have took him into PTSD. Exactly. Trauma, you you know, know where I'm going. <laughs> and he felt like he had no choice but to defend himself. He had no choice but to... And we... What? <laughs> 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 You broke motherfucker, kill me. He probably said it right before you popped him. <laughs> <laughs> you remember kill me. Pop. <laughs> you broke motherfucker. I but ain't yeah. scared of you motherfuckers. Uh, he definitely wasn't scared. He ain't back down. <laughs> he should have been he should have been wary after that. When you got loud and he ain't do nothing, he just looked at you like, what you gonna do, boy? You should have been scared from there, but anyway. Should have went to the next should have went to the nearest taco stand. <laughs> ate some tacos and calm the fuck down. I said, get a coke in the smile, get a taco in the smile, man. <laughs> A convenience store owner who shot a 14-year-old boy in, in the back has been charged with murder, South Carolina authority say. Remember that story from a few months ago with the Asian guy who shot the little, who's a 60-year-old? He was a 60-year-old little boy who has got a ball out of his yard or something. He shot him. And he was like, what the hell? They let him out, but then they rearrested him like always when there's some type of publicity around those situations. These yellow people seeming really white. Or maybe they maybe the anti-Asian hate just got them so on edge. Shit, get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> got them so it, on edge. That, oh, we just did it. I'm gonna do that it. Has I'm gonna be, be the bad guy. That that's then. a lie. I'm gonna be the bad guy. Maybe the anti-Asian hate got them so pent up and scared. Right, let me stop. Fucking <laughs> swing on my. Head. Oh lord, no, let me that show, ain't it. Let me show this right quick. They just like popping niggas. Popping nigga. Uh, South Carolina convenience store owner has been charged with murder after allegedly chasing a 14-year-old boy and shooting him in the back after suspecting the boy of shoplifting, authorities said. The child, Cyrus Carmack Belton, has gone into the store in Columbia around 8, uh, had gone into the store around 8 p.m. Sunday and was confronted by the owner who accused him of shoplifting, according to Richard County Sheriff Leon Lott. He did not shoplift anything. We had no evidence that he stole anything whatsoever, the sheriff said in the news conference Monday, Adding, even if he had, that's not something you should shoot anybody over, much less a 14-year-old. Now, the biggest thing I kind of came from this is, and I get it, you got what's around you. We talk about food deserts and ownership in the black community. When you need something, you go to the store. And it, it was over four water bottles? Yeah, four water, four water, water bottles, false shoplifting claims, and a 14-year-old killed. What happened to Cypress Carmack Belton? This is this reminds us of another Jacob's story. Trouble. This reminds me of another story. Latasha, what's her name? Harley, Har- Harley. Harlins. Harlins from uh, out of L.A. When the Asian woman shot a point blank in the head because she accused her of stealing. But they still gonna keep getting the hair, the wigs, 
going to Chinese, and we in a going to Asian um, restaurants. We're in the convenience stores, buying up the drinks, yep. the, the, the Black and Miles, they, the Newport they, 100. They care less about that little boy being, that 14-year-old kid being killed. They still going to go do what they got to do. Cyrus Carmack Belton was chased and fairly shot by the owner of the convenience store, who wrongly believed he was shoplifting Andrea Blanco reports. Uh, 14-year-old Cypress Carmack Belton spent the last moments of his life running away from the threat of gunfire, four bottles of water that he picked up in the convenience store, refrigerated, and then put back inside, translated to a, a death sentence after owner Rick Chow, 58, allegedly became convinced the teen was shoplift, shoplifting. He did what now? What do you mean? What did he do with the water bottles? Put them back. He took them out and he put them back, and he got accused of stealing Oh, so he was going to get them, but then he decided to not get them. I guess so. The Mr. Chow, who was an Asian-American, chased the black teen out of the Express Mart Shell store in Columbia, South Carolina, before allegedly shooting the miner in the back around 8 p.m. on Sunday. Mr. Chow, who is said to have a history of opening fire on suspect, suspected thieves, told police he believed Cypress was armed. Although a gun was recovered in the proximity of the teen's body, authorities have said that he single shot that killed him was consistent with wounds that victims sustained while running away from the attacker. There's no evidence that the team ever pointed the gun at Mr. Child, investigator said. Now, on the other hand, did he have a gun? You know, the, the things with these stories is it's never uh, black and white. Yeah, it's never black and white. It's always gray. It's always gray. some gray shit. Well, we, well, you, well, you have to weed out, like, eh, but did he deserve, but, but? No, he didn't deserve. No, we I know mean, he this didn't is deserve over it. water bottles. Yeah. What, it's like a dollar? No. Two dollars? Dollar and 39, dollar and 29 per water bottle? Yeah. Is it really worth killing somebody over a water bottle? That's not, but we can't ignore. They said they found a gun in proximity of him. He's 14. What is going on? Once again, we 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 understand a fourteen year old boy dying, getting shot in the back after being accused of something that they're saying he did not do. Well, in this case, he should have used it. If he was falsely accused of stealing water bottles and he didn't steal it, run. This is the time you shouldn't have ran. Oh no, no, pulled it out. I think when you started running and he chased you, nice self defense, pop his ass, and it's crazy self defense. And this is and this goes back to how our culture as black people is viewed. If this was a 14 year old white teen or white 14 year old or an Asian 14 year old, or hell, a Mexican 14 year old, them having a gun, one of the excuses could be, well, their parents take them to shooting ranges and they just have a gun. True. But with a, with a black teen is always like a criminal. You a black teen having a gun, he doing something criminal. Well, what is that? Do you think that he goes to a shooting range? That's my point. I'm not saying he do. Okay. I'm saying that, that automatically would would be the perception if he wasn't black. Okay. South Carolina store owner who killed team previously shot at people who suspected of shoplifting. Authority said we just talked about that. Um. Let me just show. Let me show a clip of him discussing what happened. Hold on, y'all. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got this clip from. Tariq Nasheed on Twitter. Where the victim went in. Um, um, the 
owners of the convenience store suspected him of shoplifting. He did not shoplift anything. We have no evidence that he stole anything whatsoever. There was a verbal confrontation inside the convenience store. Um, the victim went outside. He took off running. Um, the son of the owner of the convenience store gave chase. The father who owns the convenience store joined in the chase. He was armed with a pistol. They chased a young man um, towards Spring Tree Apartments. Young man fell down. He got back up. At some point, the son said that he had a gun, that the victim had a gun, and we did recover a gun that was close to his body. At that point, the father shot uh, the young man in the back. He was not laying on the ground. <laughs> okay, I'm going to show this last clip of the woman standing next to him in the corner. She had a, well, we already know. I don't think we have to show that one. They already said he died from, I think, his uh, gunshot wound to the back. Uh, the gun to the, the store owner is in custody and being charged with murder. Um, but yeah, what's your ending opinion on that? His he ass should be locked up and go and and sentence from so, uh for first degree murder. I think first well, it was intention. Are you gonna say it's manslaughter? It was intention. He chased him down. So, so yeah, yeah, it is what it is. All right, uh, please load. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, let me uh show this. Prominent black LA pastors launched 2023 apology tour in South Los Angeles. <laughs> so obviously when I saw this, people started saying, what are they apologizing for? Didn't they have a they had a TV show on the Oxygen channel called Pastors of LA? Yeah. But that shit wasn't very godly, was it? <laughs> you had a pastor with a girlfriend. <laughs> Well, one of them, uh, one of the pastors of L.A. is in the news about his wife twerking. Well, we, yo, There's nothing wrong with her in the bedroom choosing to dance for you. But I, it's not godly to be out here twerking in front of. Just, the, why can't we have some decorum? What did it say? How Pastor Darby said? Church on life support. Church I don't think it's on life, life support. support no more. At this point, it's just. What's the, thing? What's the button? What's the button? I go ahead to be <laughs> at this point it's already gone. So I'm gonna show this. Prominent black LA pastors launched 2023 apology tour in South Los Angeles. Um, the mission of the apology tour organized during a walkout today of churches in the uh in key black communities is summarized as CPR, connection, partnership, and relationship, and encompasses three key objectives. Reduce the church to a community, bring it uh re reintroduce the church to the community bridging gaps they have made, that may have uh, formed over time, emphasizes the importance of partnership, encouraging churches to collaborate with schools, parks, recreation centers, politicians, law enforcement agencies, and various communities and faith-based organizations. Healed, staying communal relationships, fostering a sense of unity and understanding. When you got to do stuff like this, when you're seen as a bunch of scamming, stealing, Lying. What's her name? Doctor Malena uh, uh, Abdullah. Abdullah. That's a, like a Muslim shit, ain't it? Yeah, kind of. You, you know, that saying with somebody that name with somebody who's a uh, Muslim. Co-founder of the Black Lives Matter Los Angeles. Malena Abdullah, the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, woman. yeah. I was about to say that's her. Yeah. 
So she's a pastor, or how is she associated with this? Y'all should have kept her name out of this if you're trying to uh, rebuild the connection with the black community. It says, it says she affirmed the importance of spirituality and liberation movements and pledged support saying Black Lives Matter. Los Angeles plans to f- be fully engaged partners. Pastor Shep Crawford himself emphasizes the need for the church to be an active part of the community, uh, stating the building serves as the gas station, but the, commu- the uh, ultimate destination is to create a healthy community. Here's the difference. If she's associated with them, this is some bullshit. Here's the problem with that, though. Most of the people who are uh, a part of the Black Lives Matter situation are communists. And they are atheists. They're atheists. So how does the atheist, a part of a movement, pair up with a church that's supposed to believe in the Most High? Scamming. (laughs) So it seems like some money been put in these pastors' pockets, or some promises have been made, should I say. And they got a new... Uh, agenda to push. I don't know if this is going to We can happen. always go back to the black church and always. round them up again. When, normally, within the black community, the spiritual, the, the head of the black community is typically the spiritual head. That's historically. It's always the teachers come from the church. So the, they always go back to that. Whenever the ties is getting loose and people start talking crazy politically or something else, uh, they go run into the church to convince them to come back a, to a certain way. They always do. We need a revival now. You got all these revivals popping up across the damn state, across the com- counties and stuff. They ain't gonna do nothing for you. But it seems like a, a plan has been created and promises have been made. Probably. Um, you see here, the apology tour has my total uh, appropriate uh, uh, <laughs> approbation. I'm sorry for failing to provide more wonderful alternatives for our community sons. Yeah, and this daughters. is Bishop. Noel Jones, who was on L.A. Pastors. So this is all theatrics. He was a pastor and had a... Uh, 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 <laughs> how you a pastor? Have a girlfriend. And you got a girlfriend. That's him? That's him. Lord. <laughs> I think he finally married her or did something with her like a, two or three years ago. But they had been together for a long time and he did not marry her. How you a pa- That's... <laughs> if, if you a pastor, you should have a wife. As a pastor, yes. What's up, everybody? It's your man, Pastor Chef Crawford. Listen... May 28th, Pentecost Sunday at 12 o'clock noon, churches in Los Angeles, Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, Watts, South Central, on the west side. So you hear the beat of this song, it gives a different vibration. Yeah. This is why that that, uh, dude's wife is twerking. Yeah. That's twerking music. The beats is the drums you're using. All the stuff you're using is twerking music. So, you know, if, if, if I listen to your music and can't discern it from the rest of the industry from worldly music then you ain't being the church then right and east side even san bernardino and some of the surrounding neighborhoods and communities even up north in california we are walking out of our service into the community that's right we're going to have some church and then we're going to go into the community and be a church we are calling this the apology tour why because we the church want to apologize to the community for not being there the way that you need us, the way that you would like for us to be there. We want to engage you. We know the relationship between the church and the community can be strengthened. So we are planning on performing CPR. C, we're going to connect with the community. P, we're going to partner with the community. And R, we're going to build a relationship with the community. Stop trying to get people money. Go get a nine to five. (laughs) What's the plan? What what are they planning? 
this is not for this actual thing. This is something down the road. The fact that Melina Abdul is connected to it or Black Lives Matter, that means they got some alternative motive that they're trying to push this with. Well, who's mainly a part affected in the church? Who's mainly the one in the church at this point? In the black community. Who? Women. They've always been the main people in the church. They ain't always. Changed. Yeah. What do you mean? When you say always, what do you mean? Hold on. They've always been the majority. In the church? As far as the people that go to church? Yeah. Who are you saying? I'm saying who's the main ones uh, that are in it now? Black women. So when they push this agenda, who is this really for? You think they're trying to get black men back in the church or are they trying to hold on to the black women they have and get more? What? Uh, on the other, either one. Which one are you thinking? Who they need? Who they need at this point? If the church is just kind they of being never really needed us, they just needed the women because they want to give the money. But now it's like they want more than the money. What do they want? That's the question. Is it political? Is it something else? This is them right here. So now they wasn't out there dancing this time. The prior the pastors and stuff. They met up with the community, people in the community, and you can see who's mainly in the crowd. It's pretty even even mix, ain't it? Yes, yeah, even mix. Young, old. This might although this might be a little bit of, you know, fake shit. <laughs> they they might, put an the ad people, out saying casting we are having. Yeah, yeah. So there might be a whole bunch <laughs> of whole bunch of that going on, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um and then I want to talk about we talked about it earlier with the young kid who was shot in South Carolina and how that's, that's a sad situation, messed up situation, but they did say they did find a gun near him. Now we got to talk about the thing going on in our community with these young black boys. How many times are we going to talk about it? Every week until it's not, it's not a problem. Is that a problem with you? No, it's not a problem. Okay then. Now I'm going to play this video. I want you to tell me what you think. You haven't seen this one. I want, to, I want you to tell me what you think about this. Everybody want to be rappers. Nobody want to be lawyers, doctors. Uh, let's let's lower it. Uh, not necessarily lower. It. Let's do. Let's get a skill. Let's be a plumber, a construction worker, have skill sets. Everybody want attention. Want want to be viral. Want to be a celebrity. Want to be known. This is the era that we live in. Nobody wants to live a simple life anymore. So, what I saw from that was not the them wanting to be rappers. <laughs> the fact that they're they look like no more than eleven, twelve. 13 years old. Exactly. And they rap about shooting, killing. Well, that's what happens when the father's not in the household. I don't think that's all that is. Okay, what is it? That's not just that. That's all-encompassing culture. The fact that these little kids think this is how it, this is how you this is what you have to do to be a rapper and these things are normal. I Why would is hope so? I would hope they've never done none of that stuff they're talking about. But the fact that they know what it is, maybe you're already bad enough. You agree? Somewhat, I agree. What you disagree with? I I don't really disagree with anything. I just you think, said somewhat. Now you saying you disagree? 
Come okay, on, then, nigga. Go on to the next subject. No, keep, get, get your words out. No, it's done. I no, done got my you, words you still out. Get them out. You still got time. No, we don't have time. We do. No, we don't. I, I've already listen. I've already said what I've said. Attention, environment, not having the father in the household is what has created this image for the black community. When they, the streets is raising. Raise, take care of your fucking kids and stop letting the street raise your kids. But it ain't always the street. Sometimes it's a two-parent household and the kids come out like that because that's the image they think you need to be in the rap industry. So How they could be in the street though? doing exactly How often what, is that with, with a two-parent household that's stable? It's not always all. It's not. Hell, we just. It's not consistently happening, but it happens. Okay. Uh, but the other side of that, because you either got to go to the streets and be a game banger, a, a thug, as they call it. Or, no, this ain't no or. This is some Hollywood shit that goes or on. Or you got to be this. No, that's Hollywood. What do you mean Hollywood? That's Hollywood. Explain. Do you, do you Expound, know any people? Please. Do you know any people? Any people? That, it, where we grew up that is transitioning? No. Child that let their kids do that type of shit? No. Okay. But we know. We know of him. We know homosexual people. But were they out there like this? Are you asking that question seriously? Yeah, who? Okay, what are you asking when you saw they, they are there like that? You're saying you either got to be a thug or you got to be this. Yeah, that That's part of that true. community. To a part of that community as far as entertainment-wise or just in That's general? the images they're promoting as the options for young black men. Okay. All right. Now, this is uh, Dwayne Wade's child who is did a sit-down with <laughs> Michelle... It's interesting that they put Michelle, uh, they put Zion and Michael, I mean, uh, Michelle, together. <laughs> well, what's on your mind? What do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? Yes, I actually do want to talk to you about, I wanted to ask you one question about your book, which, by the way, I have read and I love it. Divine. And yes, so I wanted to ask Divine you, feminine. Um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive like you have and currently are? Well, you like know, you have and currently are, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, you, you know, I am... Yeah. If you don't get your motherfucking ass. See, this is... <laughs> oh, Lord. Two routes. They're giving you two options. <laughs> Lord. They're giving you those two options, but that does not mean those are the options that you have to take. Yeah. You're in charge of your your path. Good Lord. All right. Here go to Root with some dumbass shit. Back to the Root. Why do we even give Root any acknowledgement? Because <laughs> they just saying some dumb shit. They just, just say dumb shit. They don't need no attention. It's just funny to talk shit about them, honestly. It's just funny. The Griot, too. I don't think they're, they're as bad, but I agree with your point. Surprising celebrities. We totally invite the Black Summer Cookout. You know, this uh, fictional cookout, the amount of people invited to it, it's overflowing at this point. But this, what's crazy to me is how often black people go out of their way publicly to tell the world how much they love a couple white people. <laughs> they never invite you to the they, barbecue. Seen- the Jews don't invite you to the bar mitzvah. You don't get those invitations. I've never seen a nigga create a list 
of the people they want to have of the black people they want to have a barbecue with. I've never seen it. They read no. What they're really saying is we want more white people at, at a barbecue than niggas. That's what I get from I've it. seen lists on every platform you could think of on social media. They they got articles. They're obsessed with white people. They got articles written. These are the white people I want to come to my cookout. It's insanity. First off, it's, it's not a real it's not real. Most of y'all niggas don't get invited to most of the cookout. Only thing they ask is invited to is paying reparations. All y'all ever most of y'all get invited to cookouts and y'all wanna be the ones that make a plate early. That's why y'all don't get invited back invited back no more. Y'all the ones that come through, bag two plates while everybody ain't ate yet. Just crazy. Uh, based on the, on the weather, it may not seem like summer is just around the corner, but it's coming up fast. That means it's almost cookout season. We discussed the black celebrities you want. Oh, so they did one. We do. We've discussed the black celebrities uh, you would invite to family functions, but there are some unexpected choices we'd also like to see pull up. Prepare for your summer plans with our look at inspiring celebrities we would invite to the cookout. That's stupid that you would have something about black celebrities. I said that they I, automatically should be invited. No, no. I agree with that list because that's just a fun list of people you think are cool. Think People you think would be, how they say it, would be cool at the cookout. Sound like they ain't got shit to talk about, so they just come up <laughs> with dumb shit to write about in an article. Y'all need to focus on important shit going on instead of this bullshit. Uh, journalism that you guys are doing on the route. Fuck out of here. Next topic. Chubb <laughs> is sick of the route. Oh, Lord. All right. Next they up. They represent bullshit. That's what they represent, the route. Let me show this, Dan. Should be talking about bullshit. Oh, he a coon. When you look at him, you just, yo, it's just all over him. Shout out to my all my Shit, Latinos, Hispanics, and Latinx people in the building. He did a video just for them. Ain't it Black, ain't it black Music Month? Not, oh, no, it's probably, you're not allowed to say that. It's Pride Month now. Oh. Somehow, Pride Month has taken over Black History Month, I mean, Black Music Month, and Juneteenth. Well, black people dump double dipping. Because <laughs> they get Black History Month, then you turn around and get Black Music Month. Why can't you just put it in Black no, History Month? Special, I mean, we deserve it. <laughs> All right. How do, uh, how do you, <laughs> he don't have no mustache, so you knew he was going to sell out, y'all. And he got the damn glasses on, <laughs> and he happens to be uh, racist. Of a darker complexion. Travis, Travis is very colorist, y'all. It's I ain't no colorist. I just tell the truth. That he is the way he is, but, Shit. you know. Look at this one right here. This, I thought this was funny. The loophole radio said, focusing on what's important, black and brown coalitions. <laughs> the damn coon hugging the dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's with the blacks. So they ain't there talking shit to him. Why do our politicians feel the need to always ingratiate themselves with other cultures? We, I mean, we don't said this. Well, that's pandering. That is pandering. You're right. And it's, eh, people do pander to black people too. Who? White people for vote politicians, white politicians. What did Joe Biden do to pander to black people to get their votes? He gave him a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> he told him Tangy Brown. That's he's, who he, no. He said, "I'm only going to give it to a black woman." That ain't pandering. That's pandering to a certain demographic in the black that's community. Black, though. No, we're talking about in full, everybody. <laughs> but he did though. He did it. Most in U.S. say. Don't ban race in college admissions, but the roles should be small. AP, um, you know, RC I have no Pope. problem with affirmative action being done away with. Let me ask why. 
Uh, I think if affirmative action is done away with, then we'll actually see. We we should already see the true colors of America. Yeah, we should already see. I agree. But some people really need to see the true colors of America. So you're saying get rid of the... And then you will learn to rely on who? <laughs> Self and your people. Okay, if they got rid of affirmative action today, in the next week, how many black people lose their job? A lot. You think a lot? How a many lot. black people? They be... like I've been wanting to fire your ass for a minute. <laughs> the numbers, just, I, I couldn't keep the numbers up high. And enough you don't you. have to give an explanation on why you're firing somebody, you know, unless you're like a uh, union, I believe. How many college admissions would drop for Black Americans? A lot. So you have to take your ass to a HBCU. How many would drop for them? <laughs> it would drop for them too, wouldn't it? How would it drop for HBCU? I mean, HBCU wouldn't have to. Would the HBCU still accept other races at that point? No. There's no affirmative action. Why would they accept they, them? No, they don't uh, accept other races because of affirmative action now. They say it's because niggas ain't going to college. They need somebody in the college. So they need a body there because the bodies that's supposed to be there and don't want to go there. They the want to go to yeah. <laughs> interact with other races of people. They want to gain some culture. Some culture. All right. Let me show this right quick, y'all. Thirty, thirty-two Mississippi school districts still under federal desegregation orders. Not gonna read the article. This article is basically saying, in Mississippi, there are thirty-two school districts that still are not following the desegregation order. At this fucking point, why do we care? You've been doing just fine without having to go to these schools. So why why are they focused on this? Because it's it's keeping it in the news. Oh, look how racist they are! It's Mississippi. It's an easy it's an easy article. It's an easy uh political story to go along with. It's easy to get your name out there. Oh, look at Mississippi being quote unquote. So Why racist. would y'all want to go to a school that they don't want you? It's been how many <laughs> Dec- decades? <laughs> We're talking about Brown versus Boy versus Brown. Like damn, and y'all still dying to get into those schools? It's crazy. Davis District pulls Bible from elementaries, junior highs, due to vulgarity and violence or violence. It's in the Bible is too vulgar or violent to be in elementary schools or How's middle schools. Violent? Huh? How's the Bible too violent? Well, there's stories of people getting killed in the Bible. Yes, there's stories of people getting killed in the Bible, but it's normally like a moral to the end of the. What well, I said is violent. And it has vulgarity in it. It says certain words that they consider. Well, curse how words. many books have they that we've read that has been violent? That Hell, we they read? got look who they got reading the damn books. Hell, look look at the books they're giving them. So I mean, this is we know what this is really about. But how how brave they are at this point? Because this is all about. I did not uh, know the Bible was even taught in elementary and junior highs. I've never seen a Bible places, lesson in school. I guess some places still the Bible has been removed from all elementary and middle school. Libraries through the Davis School District after libraries, someone, huh? The libraries in the school, yeah. Middle school libraries throughout Davis School District after someone challenged its content, uh, contents. Committee tasked with reviewing, but I wonder who was that? Were there Bibles at the school we went to? I don't know. I, in the library, I never went. I, went, I never want to try to look for the the Bible in there. Well, because we had a Bible at home. Yeah, but you would. I never even thought to look for a Bible in the school library. If you have a Bible at home, why would you look for it in the library? Yeah. Um, A committee tasked with reviewing uh, books that fall under review for sexual content last week determined that the Bible will be retained at District High School 
uh, but removed from all elementary and middle schools, Christopher Williams, Davis School District's Director of Communications. In lieu of the initial ruling, which came out last week, uh, a new appeal to the ruling was filed Wednesday asking for the district to retain the Bible in all district schools, meaning the religious book will again be reviewed by the committee. You think this is just one place or you're going to try to expand this? Hell, it seems like it's just one place because I don't yeah, know I don't no know. place where there's Bibles at. <laughs> so this know. is news to me that the Bibles are still in school. <laughs> I didn't even know this. You're teaching me something right there. Yeah. Damn. All right. <sighs> Revealed. Target. We, we saw it was um, Bud Light. Bud Light. They kicked it off. Target. Now you got Coles. Look at this shit. Satan respects. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Satan it. Satan respects what? Uh, pronouns. Target Pride and Collection, uh, Target Pride Collection includes bags and sweaters by Satan-loving trans designer who wants to burn down the cis term as backlash against retail giant Groves. So you saw, as you pointed out, he has a shirt called Satan Re- Respect Pronouns. And uh, she had, and I said she, the other dude. <laughs> no, don't take it back now. You said she. He. <laughs> you saw them thought. Fuck you. Uh, This other person has a shirt that says cure transphobia, not trans people. Why would you come up with a. There's not that many of these people. And y'all going around letting them call you uh, cis gendered. (laughs) There's not that many of these people. Why are they doing all this? Like putting on t shirt. How many people are buying this? Because it ain't that many of them. So you're not making a profit from them. Do you expect people who are not that to purchase it and be quote unquote allies to it? It ain't that many of them out here running the streets in person. Okay. <laughs> All right. Target partnered with uh, uh, an X-rated British LGBTQ brand whose designer Eric Carnell believes Satan represents love. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton is leading backlash against the collaboration and Target entire pride collection. Chick-fil-A would never let some shit like this happen. Hey, you know what I mean? Let me say this about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has had so much backlash the last couple of years because of this changing of society. And they have, for the most part, stood on what they've always been, for the most part. They've been consistent. And and they can't get rid of them at this point. Oh, let me. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. It's gonna load, please. Hold on. Oh, but anyway, so now, unlike um, Chick Fil A, Target has taken a pretty large hit. At first, the the initial numbers they said they they stock dropped like six million or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then recently they said it's somewhere around 13 to 16 million. Their stock has fell down. Hold on. Let me the, make sure. The Bible describes them as the children of pride. And, and I'll be damned if that's not the name that they chose for themselves to be. Ain't that crazy? Pride. Pride. <laughs> pride. It's funny how they always take on these uh, names or these titles. They have a history in there in the good book. They always live out prophecy, don't they? Bible's fulfilling itself. All right, this ain't going on. You see here, uh, Tok 
I'm sorry, Target, Target stock loses 13.8 billion. I said million. That was crazy. Sinks to the lowest level since 2020 over boycott. Now, the 2020 boycott was over the transgender, the bathroom. The bathroom's being neutral, right? Yeah. So they didn't learn a lesson from the first ass whooping they got. Or, or was this from uh, the George Floyd situation? Yeah, you said 2020 boycott. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Target stock has lost a whopping $13.8 billion over the past two weeks, hitting its lowest levels in nearly three years, and the cheap chick discount retailer continues to face backlash over LGBTQ-friendly kids' clothing. Shares uh, of the embattled chain sank 2.2% at $130 on Wednesday after dropping for eight straight sessions, the stock's longest losing streak since November 2018, giving the company a market capitalization of $60 billion. Let me say this, man. When these people get mad, they don't support. I just said, what's that word? White those white conservatives like to use? Uh, go woke, go broke. <laughs> Every time they call these people woke, they end up broke. Uh, Target CEO defends LGBTQ LGBTQ friendly kids clothing amid boycotts calls the right wing the right thing for society. Highly the right thing for society. Uh, he's trying to say he wants to be on the right side of history. <laughs> Target top executive dismissed the social media uproar over the retailer's new line of LGBTQ-friendly kids' clothing, saying the marketing uh, for products are good for business and the right thing for society. Outraged shoppers posted videos and images on social media showing bathing suits that offered extra crotch coverage as well as rainbow-colored cover, uh, rainbow, rainbow onesies for infants and children. Other offerings uh, that raise conservative ha- uh, hackles include T-shirts that say Pride Adult Drag Queen Cat, yeah. Trans people will always exist, and girls, gays, theys. <laughs> uh, other offerings, uh, the Fortune Leadership Next podcast uh, last week, Target CEO Brian Cornell was asked about the backlash to woke capitalism, which has also engulfed ironic beer brand Bud Light, as well as entertaining giant Disney. When Disney is at war with the Santas in they kind of winning. <laughs> Disney Disney got a different level of money and influence. Uh, I think it might have been. You think it was a bad idea for the Saints to go head to head with Disney? I mean, no, it wasn't. If that's his political beliefs, it might should be held the same at the same accountability as any other uh, franchise. No, it wasn't bad. It said nobody imagined it would go on this long. Bud like sales continued to plummet over McVaney's backlash. The controversy now nearing its third month has turned off a broader customer group than just those who characterize themselves as conservative. I mean, let's be honest. Most people say Bud Light is piss beer. Well, now they, it's been... So? It's been three months, and they still... They number still down. They thought, yo, this will blow over. Nope. Ain't good for their asses. <laughs> it was funny to me is the second Bud Light went down like that, you had a whole bunch of... I'm going to tell you a, a true Patriot beer. What the fuck is a Patriot beer? I don't know what a Patriot beer is. Like, come on, bro. They just, you know... Catholic Vote launches $1 million campaign calling for L.A. Dodgers boycott over anti-Catholic drag queens. Catholic Vote. Apologies. Catholic uh, Vote President Brian Butch urging Dodgers or admin to dialogue with Catholics before event. All I want to say is when you see these people, demons, <laughs> they like look demons. like they're full of spirits. 
this is like these are the people that they they have they want to bring to your schools. They want to all your events. Why do I want to go to a Dodgers game and see this? Like, what is the? I don't get the entertainment value of this. I don't understand. To me, it's like they're making mockery of nuns. Or that, that is what Catholic. they're doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They say that's not what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Biden hired lead member of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence DC chapter. Now, what we just saw there in that picture, why he look like Nikki Gilbert? <laughs> these are the perpetual sisters, quote unquote, of indulgence, which sounds like. The decadence. But anyway, we're not even going to that. So Biden, this dude that Biden hired that stole luggage from multiple people, by the way, wasn't just one. He's just a thief. He just stole luggage. Though. I think it was more than two. He just steal luggage. If he sees luggage, he's going to take it. <laughs> he just, it's an uncontrollable urge that he has to feel. Well, he is the lead member of the D.C. chapter of this group. And he was there at the event of the Dodgers when they was dancing on stage to the cross just as nuns and all the other stuff. Well, this is who your guys is commander in chief. Your guys is. This is who you chose to elect as president. <laughs> and look who he chose to elect in the White House to run shit. Exactly. Drag show plan for Nelly's Air Force Base Thursday scrap, government officials said. It should be. Now, remember early this year, uh, what's his name? Hold on, sorry. What's his damn name? Um, Nobody respect y'all. When you go to other countries, they make fun of the military. Yeah. They think they're think they going to really walk over America if they go to war with them, honestly. That's why you see more and more less people are afraid of America's military. Lloyd Austin. The Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, remember a few months ago, he, when he got called out, for an, called out about it in front of the committee, he said, we're no longer hosting these events on military uh, property. That's why they had to ban it this time. But the person in the article said, well, we've done it for the last two Pride Months, and it went well. So you go, wait, this has been going on for years. Y'all going to Who are there watching it? That's a bigger story. They said it went well. There was a lot of entertainment. People enjoyed it. So who the hell is going on a military base? Is it the wives and children of the men? Or is I don't it the think men? the wives and children there. Is it the men? There are military bases. There are families on military bases. Uh, World exclusive revealed Bill Gates' young Russian lover and her links to notorious Kremlin spy Anna Chapman. Not going to go into this, but Bill Gates, uh, what's his name? What's the billionaire investor name? George? No, no, no. Um, Jesus Christ, what's his name? The investor, investment guy, I forgot his name. The strawberry blonde in the rights of Russian bridge player Amelia. A ton of, uh, da, 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 da. I don't forgot his name, but they, they've been tied to a, a woman who is connected to a Russian spy. And it's a, and it's also said that uh, Jeffrey Epstein threatened to expose Bill Gates alleged affair with Russian bridge player. Warren Buffett. That's it. Okay. Warren. So Warren Buffett and Bill Gates have been tied to a woman who is friends or at least has a, Photo with a known Russian spy in Chapman. Also, we already know that Bill Gates has ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Where now they're saying that he was alleging that he was going to expose his affair if he didn't do something. We also know that Bridge, uh, the, the, uh, this this woman who uh, Bill Gates is having an affair with, she has an organization where she was starting a bridge training for high schoolers. So what? How old are they, uh, Bill Gates? Like seventy. 
70, 80s, these old men are going to teach bridge, they're bridge players with high school girls and they're connected to Epstein. So it's this bridge or it's this recruitment. You know what it is. I'm just saying. I'm just going to jump through that. We're not going to go into that too deep. Um, oh, after the NWCP said they want to travel a ban for black people to, what's called, he responded back. Ron DeSantis fires back at NWCP <laughs> over travel advisory, education, and shootings. To make the case for Florida, the GOP governor said black children in Baltimore and Chicago have a better chance of getting shot than getting a first-class education. And then he called himself Senate Statistics of Baltimore, Chicago, and Florida. He took a shot at Baltimore. He definitely did, Baltimore. What does the Baltimore natives have to say about that? Black students in Baltimore and Chicago have a better chance of getting shot than getting the first-class education for the governor, Ron DeSantis, said Thursday as he campaigned for the presidency here. DeSantis, who stands second to former President uh, Donald Trump in GOP primary field, has stacked his political persona on fighting what he describes as the woke ideology of voters who support diversity initiatives um, in schools, government, and corporate world. But it's funny, though, he said that. I'm going to show this now. He used that word woke. He used that word woke a lot at this point. But Trump came out in an... I guess you said uh, a rally he had. He came out and said that he don't like the word woke because people use it in ways they don't know what they're talking about. You see, former President Donald Trump said he doesn't like the term woke. Here's what it means. Former President Donald Trump told a crowd of supporters he doesn't like the word the term woke, arguing that people using the term don't know what it means. I don't like the term woke because I hear, sorry, because I hear woke, woke, woke. It's just a term they use. Half the people can't even define it. They don't know what it is, Trump said Thursday during remarks on the West Side Conservative Club in Urbandale, Iowa. It's not the first time Trump has used the term woke as criticism. Trump, during the town hall event on Fox News on Thursday, addressed the armed forces, saying military members are not learning to fight and want, and, uh, want to go woke. The former president on Sunday shared on Truth Social that Disney has become a woke and disgusting shadow of his former self. So Trump is saying, I can use the word woke, but you clearly, who we know who he's talking about when he say people use it, don't know what it means, they use it all the time. He's talking about DeSantis. Oh, so he's taking shots at DeSantis. He's taking shots at DeSantis. At first, people thought he was trying to uh, get white people, at least his conservative supporters, to not use the term woke for everything, but he used it too. He used it too, so (laughs) he just talked about DeSantis. He used it, and DeSantis' numbers are down, but he's still running for president. I don't, I don't. At least for now, I don't get it. Speaking of numbers being down, student loan repayments will resume after August as part of the debt limit deal. So, what has Biden given anybody that he hasn't reneged on? Nothing. But you voted for him. I didn't vote. <laughs> Not you. I know. They, who whoever hits disgrace. <laughs> Straight bullets. All right, I want to show this last thing. And we'll talk about some of the other stuff next week. I got this one last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. All right. Hold on, y'all. Is this right here going to get a lot of people to vote for him? That, the Biden not getting rid of uh, college debt going to have a lot of people not vote for him because that's a big deal for a lot of people. And then Trump pledges to end birthright citizenship on first day in office. Good. 
He got your vote. He well, I said good. No, if that's no, he, if he does no, that, I, I, you I, about I to say yeah. for either. You about to say he got your no, vote? I wasn't. Yeah, you was. You about to say it? Bless you, bless you, bless you. All right, man. We've kept you long enough. We gotta go. This is gonna be a premiere video. We're not gonna be able to be live Saturday. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you had your conversations and talk your shit in the comments and in the chat or whatever. Uh, what's the last words you gotta say? Thanks for viewing the channel. Thanks for supporting us. And yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Anyway, man, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us on uh, we got our Twitter. <laughs> we never promote. We got a Facebook. We never promote. But yeah, yeah, we over there, man. We on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and all that stuff. So you can find us on there as well if you're interested. Um, but anyway, man, y'all be safe. All praise to the Most High, and peace, man. Thank you.